Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stovar. Hi friends, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode number 14. Yes, my name is Bowie Stover, my pronouns are they, them, and I am plopping so excited to have you with me today. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded, and I pay my respects to the elders past, present, and emerging. So in this episode, we're going to be taking a deeper look at stretching... We'll be checking out how it benefits our bodies, aids with training recovery, and has huge implications on reducing stress and anxiety. So why stretch? Stretch is definitely not always comfortable or exciting. <laughs> it, it's kind of the it's kind of the unsexy side of training. It's maintenance work for a lot of it, but it's just so important and it even though it doesn't has this, have the same visible benefits as lifting weights gives our bodies, like it doesn't necessarily help us grow muscles, it's so important in keeping them healthy. It keeps our whole bodies functional. See, we could build muscle and build muscle and build muscle if that's what we're wanting to do. That doesn't mean that our bodies are functional. It doesn't mean our bodies are able to do what they need to do and it doesn't stop us from getting injured it actually can make it more likely to get injured if we can't move our bodies the best way that we are able to because tight muscles lead to injuries tight muscles lead to poor posture and when you've got tight muscles or imbalances in areas of our body and then you go and whack some weight on it by like lifting something heavy or whatever you're actually training an imbalance so the the areas of our body that are compensating for other areas become stronger and the areas that aren't quite doing the work they should get weaker and we have these imbalances in our bodies and boom you got an injury and it seems to come out of nowhere but it's not out of nowhere it's because somewhere in our body along that chain of muscles that we have running through us there's been a point where we've trained something too much and something else not enough and stretch is a really important way to reduce the risk of this because when our muscles can move and stretch the ways that they are able to we're actually helping our whole body to just move and function better see one of the best reasons i've found for stretch apart from as an aid for uh, for training, recovery and stuff like that, is that when we reduce muscle tension in our bodies, we're allowing our bodies to relax. And when our bodies are able to relax, we're going to reduce our stress and anxiety levels. And I've found this like super helpful when it comes to relieving my own anxiety. Recently, I've done quite a few posts on how I've been managing my anxiety using meditation, using deep breathing practices and stuff like that. But what I've also been really focusing on is stretch. And not just boring old static stretching like laying there like you see, or or what I did in school when we were taught how to stretch. Kind of sit there and you reach for your toes and you're just gonna hold that and oh, it's boring and it's uncomfortable. And it's like, no, there are ways that we can move our bodies that are enjoyable. You have to excuse that noise outside. It's like pouring rain here. (laughs) It is coming down out there. (laughs) 
What I want to share with you is how stretching and how movement actually relieves stress and anxiety because it's all well and good to say, just do this because, you know, because it's good for you. I mean, there's, they, we say that about a lot of things. You know, you should drink water because it's good for you. We should sleep more because it's good for us. We should eat more vegetables because they're good for us. doesn't mean we're going to do it. So let's look at exactly how stretching and movement reduces our stress, reduces our anxiety. So tension in our body from tight muscles creates a physiological response. So when our muscles are tense, we tend to kind of tighten up everywhere. And tension in the body creates more tension in the body. So when we tighten one area, it becomes much more likely that we're going to end up developing tension in other areas of our body. Because, I mean, while it's a good thing when we're lifting a weight that, you know, if you want to generate more strength and more force, you will tense other areas of your body. So everything engages so we can borrow from that tension to direct tension to a certain area of our body. But when we have tension in our body, not in the space of training, when we are just tense, say in our shoulders, for example, we're tense in our shoulders and it gets tight there. So our shoulders either scrunch up to our ears, they round in at the front, or they do a combination of both. So we get really tight there. And that tightness feeds down and our arms can't relax. So we end up like a little bit tighter in our arms and our backs get a little bit tighter. And then because our backs are a little bit tight, our butts get a little bit tight. So we start to get into this tight little ball and we start to scrunch. And when our bodies are that tight, it starts to have an impact on how we breathe. So what happens is when our shoulders get tight, our ribs don't expand and contract as they would if we had more relaxed shoulders. So we start shallow breathing in the tops of our chest as opposed to breathing deeper um, using our diaphragm to allow our breath to fill deeper into our lungs and allow our stomachs to expand and contract with each inhale and exhale. So this tension combined with shallow breathing increases our heart rate. And when our heart rate is increased, it creates more tension in the body. And then our heart rate is increased even more. So it becomes this vicious little cycle. You've got tension, heart rate gets, you're breathing shallow, heart rate increases. And then you get more tense because your heart rate increases. And then you breathe even shallower and your heart rate gets even faster. And when our heart rate increases, it creates an anxiety response in the body. I don't know if you've noticed, if you are someone who is um, experiences anxiety that when you get anxious, your heart rate immediately starts going faster. It's like boom, 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 boom. And when our heart rate increases, we get more tense. So having an elevated heart rate can cause that physiological response of anxiety because when our heart rate increases and we tense up all of a sudden, it's like a response. And deep in our, in our brain, we've got that uh, fight, flight or freeze response. And our brain goes, fuck, something's coming. There's danger pump our system with adrenaline all of a sudden our heart rate is pumping real fast and we're super tense and then we just anxiety comes flooding in and this response when there is no direct physiological threat or danger to us increases our physical stress levels and our stress hormone levels which is cortisol so when we have this response anxiety increased heart rate more tension cortisol response where we have an increased level of cortisol in our system it elevates our stress and it perpetuates this cycle because when we've got elevated stress hormone response it's much harder for our bodies to relax because our body's in this constant state of kind of low-key freaking out in the back of our head thinking that something is going to harm us when it's all influenced by this tension and this elevated heart rate and this physiological response of anxiety but when we work on relaxing our muscles, when we 
We gradually stretch ourselves out, allow our muscles to lengthen, allow our bodies to relax, say allow our shoulders to drop down. All of a sudden we can breathe a bit better. And we breathe a bit better, so we gradually reduce our heart rate. And as we reduce our heart rate, means more muscles start relaxing. We can breathe even deeper. We start using our diaphragms more. We start breathing and now to expand in through our stomach and breathe out and express more air out. And the more we deep breathe, the more our muscles relax, the slower our heart rate gets, and then the more our anxiety levels drop. And as our anxiety levels drop, our stress hormone levels drop as well because our body goes into the state of like, okay, I'm safe now. Whatever the threat was, it's gone. I can relax. I don't need to hold this tension. I don't need to be breathing fast. I don't need to have these elevated levels of stress hormone in my body. So everything starts to relax. And then as we continue with that stretching and we couple it with intentional deep breathing, then we can really start to work on reducing anxiety, reducing tension in our bodies. And it releases us from that cycle because it works both ways. When we have tension and shallow breathing, it perpetuates this cycle of anxiety, of stress, of tightness in the body. But at the same time, when we slow our heart rate down, when we stretch our bodies out, when we start to deep breathe, we actually create a different cycle there. It's like the opposite cycle. And I, I mean, I can explain it like that, but it doesn't make it easy. <laughs> this is not necessarily easy. when, you, And especially if you're in a state of anxiety, and I know this from my own personal experience, when you're in that state of anxiety, it can be really hard to be like, oh, I'm just going to start deep breathing and it's all going to be fine because it doesn't work like that. But when we're in a state that we're not so anxious, when we're not so elevated in our emotions or within our physiological response, when we're and even when our in that resting state and our um, our stress is still high, that's when we can allow ourselves to start going. Okay, well, I'm not feeling elevated at the moment. What can I do? How can I work on reducing this so that when I do have these responses, they're not as bad. So getting into that practice of stretch coupled with breathing really helps the body to just have a moment to release the tension. Because the more we hold that tension in our body, the harder it is to get rid of it. Because our muscles become used to being in that state of squeeze tight and everything's tight and everything's stressed and everything's, everything's really at an elevated level. So what the plop can you do then? <laughs> well, there, there's like heaps of different ways that you can stretch and relax your body. And when I say heaps, I mean heaps. And there's the standard ones of like mobility um, and flexibility work. There's yoga, there's Pilates, there's fl um, movement flows. There's all these different ways. And YouTube is a really great place to start. We've got a library of movements on YouTube that are like super safe. Um, you've got a video of me explaining them in depth, giving you an understanding of how they work, what they're stretching and why it's a good thing or what it benefits in our bodies. And I believe that before anything else, we need to be able to move our bodies as best we can because this is what keeps them safe to do the things that we want to do in life. I've also been running weekly live online stretch classes, which have been <laughs> affectionately named Stretch Club by one of my crew. And well, that, that name has stuck now. So twice a week, I run Stretch Club where people come along. It's all live. It's online uh, through Zoom. 
and we just jump in together and we do like a combination of mobility exercises, deep breathing and yoga style movements. And it's just a really chill, relaxing session where you can just move. Even You don't have to have your camera on. A bunch of people don't have the camera on. They just follow along. I, I work through the whole session. So you're just following along to what I'm sharing. It has a particular focus on incorporating breathing into each movement because how we breathe is a factor in how our bodies are functioning. And it's something that I learned like really early on in my training because when I started training with kettlebells, what I learned was that you can't swing a bell without using breath to give strength to the body. So our breath has such an influence on how our whole body functions. And not only with how much tension, how much force we can generate, how much strength we can engage within our bodies through our breath, but also how well it can relax. Because when we have tension, you can do some diaphragmatic breathing and all of a sudden your muscles are much more relaxed. You're able to move your body so much easier simply from laying and breathing. And learning all of this, um, how breathing and movement are connected, like literally blew my mind. I had never thought about it. Before I became a kettlebell coach, I'd never in my life thought about my breathing. <laughs> because it's like, well, I just do it. My body does it. I don't even have to worry about that shit. It's got this covered. But it's like, actually, no, it doesn't. Like, yes, we do all breathe. Otherwise, we're not alive. But that doesn't mean we are breathing well. And uh, so many people breathe quite shallow in their chest and they have these, these challenges with stress, with anxiety. And it can so much of it be stemming from our breathing, which, you know, we take for granted that we just do without really having to think about it. So intentional breathing combined with movement is epic. Once you've experienced it, it is a life-changing life moment. If you're looking for something other than mobility practices like I've shared with what we're doing at the moment, you can try your hand at yoga it is an excellent practice for stretch, but it also adds breathing to every single movement. It's really super cool. And they use the breath and they use the stretch and it becomes this like ultimate combination. And yoga is based in balancing the body and the mind to reduce stress and stretch the body, strengthen the muscles. And its background is based in India. So it's got a lot of a spiritual practice behind it, which is often kind of bypassed in mainstream yoga. It's something that I do have a little bit of an issue with because I feel that it's been culturally appropriated and the fact that mainstream yoga doesn't necessarily honor the practice of the spiritual side of yoga and the connection of self and mind and body that the practice was originally intended to have. Now, I did jump on YouTube and I've been searching around because as I've shared with you, like I've started meditating and been learning a lot about that. And yoga kind of is connected quite closely with meditation. There's a lot of practices that are combined. So I've been really exploring what options are around. And there's a whole lot out there. There is. There's some really cool people out there doing stuff. And there's also a whole lot of teachers out there that really, I can't help but look past the fact that it's so whitewashed and it's so skinny cishet white women uh, and it kind of brings a little sadness to my heart because it's such such an unfortunate thing that such an incredible practice which with such deep-seated uh, bases in India and with such a rich culture behind it doesn't have the representation that it deserves 
I have done my best to look for people who are teaching this that are also body positive, that are open to just the diversity that is out there. And I found a couple of cool people. The first person uh, is Yoga with Adrian. She's a rad person, does super chill videos. She's been around for like a bunch of years now, does really easy to follow stuff, has a really neat 30-day at-home challenge that she's doing right now, which is super cool. And it's a really gentle introduction to yoga. Plus, she has the added perk of her little doggo in the background of her classes, just chills out, generally has a little nap behind her while, while she's doing her thing. So cute, super cool. And I've never heard her use a lot of gendered language or anything like that. So I really kind of found that she's quite neutral in her approach to, to this practice, and I can respect that. Another rad human that I found out there is a channel called Hips Yoga with Yasmin Stanley. I really hope I'm saying that name right. I'm trying to pronounce it phonetically, um, which is probably the most inaccurate way of doing it, really. But <laughs> I apologize if anyone who does know of this person out there and I am mispronouncing their name. I mean no disrespect. Now, they are a super rad, body positive, epic woman of color who's out there pushing the boundaries of anything that I've seen happening in yoga, which is super cool. And they work through classes and they're focused more around hip health and functionality of the body in that area. But some really cool stuff. I was really excited to find someone who could really kind of give the middle finger a little bit to the whitewashing of yoga and do their own thing and totally fucking rock at it. Check them out. I will have links to both those people in the show notes. Now, if yoga's not your bag and you're a bit uh, averse to that kind of spiritual side of things, because I know it can seem a bit woo-woo, Pilates might be the way to go for you. It's really similar to yoga uh, in that it helps the body relax. It does focus on breath, but it is more focused on kind of core work. And it's really got its roots in rehabilitation. It was created by a person named Joseph Pilates back in the First World War. He was a German person who fled Germany and ended up helping create this practice to rehabilitate soldiers who had come back from war, who had injuries. So I was really great at helping to rehabilitate the body, particularly uh, people who have back injuries because quite a lot of the work is done on the ground. And Pilates does use some pretty epic looking equipment you can use reformers and like it's got slidey bits and ropes and levers and kind of looks like a medieval torture device but I hear good things about it <laughs> so but it, it is a way to go if you're looking for something that's more focused on the body less spiritual but it's still going to give you a really great relaxing practice for your body uh, on YouTube there are also a bunch of instructors, but as with yoga, it is quite whitewashed. It's super slim white cishet women out there kind of pushing out the the classes and stuff. But there are some incredible humans out there who are more diverse, who are body positive, who are pushing the boundaries of that whole stereotypical Pilates instructor. And a couple that I did find that I thought were really cool was a uh, one channel called Pilates with Henna and there was another one called Gentle Pilates Flow with Welly and they are both a couple of really cool people they are body positive they also happen to be people of color which I fucking love to find because it's just so rare that you find 
representation of people other than than cishet white women in these practices. So I found that kind of really reassuring and a bit exciting. I would love to see more of it out there, but for the moment, it's good at least to have a start and see some people out there that are able to get some visibility and give some representation to the hugely diverse world that we all live in. So if you're not looking at yoga or Pilates or mobility, there's one more person that I do recommend because they are someone I've been following with their practices for a long time and just what they believe in their passion for movement really inspired me so they work with more of a flow style practice it's very playful more about exploring just how the body can move as opposed to saying here is a structured workout with xyz movements and it's a person named Ido Portel and this guy has created a whole school of movement around flexibility mobility but finding it through play finding it through the exploration of your own body and with the understanding that every single person's body moves differently is unique to them and each person has their own unique abilities so how can someone explore what movement can be for them and i think that's freaking awesome (laughs) because we are all so different we are all differently abled we all function in different ways we can't possibly expect people to be able to fit a standard cookie cut movement in the same way as you know like just because one person can doesn't mean another person can so Ido has created this whole practice of movement that's all about exploring what you're able to do and not being stuck in one system of practice in one particular style of movement because there are so many ways that we can move and it's really freaking awesome to just explore them So how can you begin to add stretching to your day? I'd say start by exploring the ways that you can move that help you feel good. Check out a few of the people that I've shared here, or if none of that interests you, you can totally jump on and find out something that does work for you. Find out what does interest you. And that's a great place to start. Kind of figuring out, if you look at how someone's moving and be like, wow, that looks amazing. Or that is so cool. Oh, how could I do that? They're the people you want to start just following. And even if you're not practicing straight away, just watching what they do. Because over time, it does help. And I get that when you first start moving, it's super intimidating, especially when you watch these people who've got like a bunch of years of experience doing it and they make this shit look so easy. And you look at how they move and you're like, well, how am I ever going to be able to do that? Because when we all start moving, we all have a starting point. And it's definitely not at that end point where we see our teachers at. And that's okay because it takes time. What we don't see is the people who are teaching these movements have spent years and years and years working to get to that point. This is kind of like that end goal. So being at the start and seeing someone at that so far down the the field from them and thinking how am I ever gonna get it there? It gets there by starting with just moving how you can. And I know personally, I was there. I've been there, I used to look at my teacher Sigrin and be like, how does she move like that? I wish I could move like that. I, I, I didn't. <laughs> I certainly did not. And I still look at people now, even with how I'm able to move my body and the things that I can do. There are so many people that I look at and just think, wow, like I want to be able to move like that. And trying out the movements that they do and feeling weird and awkward and unstable and falling over and but that's all part of it and it can be fun (laughs) it doesn't like moving doesn't have to be serious and it doesn't have to be 
strict and structured and any of those things. And if we put the pressure on ourselves to think that if we start moving, then it has to be done perfectly, then it's never going to be fun. It's not, there's no set standard for how you should or can move your body. There is only how you move your body and your body is unique and it is yours and you are you and you are the best person at moving you the way that you can. And just embracing that because there's no comparison. No one can compete with you being you because only you can do that and only you can move like you. So approaching movement with the thought that you can move. You can move the ways that are amazing and incredible for you. And there is no such thing as perfect. There is only curiosity and playfulness and a willingness to explore what is possible. Because until we start trying those things, we're just not going to know. So finding those people that make you curious about how they're moving and trying to figure it out for yourself. They're the people that are going to help you get started. And you can find all these people like on YouTube. It is one of the best places that you can go to check out so much different stuff. It is such a cool spot because there's so many videos of people who can move in ways that just blow my mind. But it's all possible. It is achievable. Any of us could move in any of those ways if we're willing to explore it and build our ability and build our confidence. So you can check out our stuff on YouTube. <laughs> you can check out some yoga, some Pilates, a bit of Edo Portel, or a combo. Mix that stuff up. I know when I do my classes, I love mobility practice, but I'm also getting right into yoga and breath work. So I combine all those because they all work. They all connect together. There is not like little barriers that stop movement types from combining <laughs> so mash that up make it your own find what works and just to start because that is the hardest part the very hardest thing to do when it comes to moving your body is doing it for the first time once you've done it once it becomes so much easier because the unknown is scary and as soon as you start moving your body and start realizing that oh, okay I, I, I see this. I see what this can be. I see how I can move. It becomes a little bit less scary. And every single time you do it, it becomes a little bit less scary. Until you're doing it and going, oh, man, I remember when used to, this used to just really, really scare me. This used to be so intimidating. And now I'm doing this. And I couldn't do that. But now I can. And it's really cool to be able to slowly build up. And, and at every single session, you can see those little changes happening. So what if you can't do it right now? Well, let's say you can't start moving straight away. What can you do? You know, one of the coolest things about stretches is that you can do them lying in bed. You don't even have to stand up. <laughs> you can go onto YouTube. And I know our, we've got a bunch of our videos that do this. They're just laying down on the ground and you move certain body parts. So if, say, so you can't stand up to do this stuff, you don't even have to get out of bed. You can stay there under your blanket, nice and comfy. And you can stretch your body and you can move your body. And it can all start right there. And especially if it's looking at deep breathing. And also link a video to a deep breathing exercise that I've got up on YouTube. Because breathing is a great way to start. Say you can't move your body or you're not feeling up to it. Start with breathing. Deep breathing will lower your heart rate. It will reduce your stress. It will reduce your anxiety. And the more times you do it, the more you can control 
how you're breathing in times when you start to feel stressed. You might feel yourself tense up and be able to go, no, I just need to take a moment. Deep breath, okay, I can breathe. If you can breathe, then you can maintain clarity. Something that I'm learning. <laughs> and I also know that when you start moving that you might start thinking, am I doing this right? Like this shit feels weird and new movements feel weird. And they do, and it can become confronting because then you might stop because it's like, well, it feels weird and I'm going to stop because I don't know if I'm doing it right. And I get that because how are you going to know if you're doing it right? You can watch someone on a video and you can see that, but you can't necessarily see you and this shit feels weird and I'm looking at them and they make that look easy. (laughs) I tell you a little thing. People who are teaching movements will do their best to make it look easy. They will do their best to do the movement to the fullest that they can because being able to demonstrate a movement well gives you a standard to work to. And if you were to be learning from someone who maybe wasn't taking so much care with their movements, you might be a little bit concerned about whether or not you want to learn from them because they might not be portraying how to do it safely. So when you do see your teachers doing these movements with control slowly and really well that's a demonstration of their ability to do the movement safely and it gives you an idea of what to work towards and what it what it can look like so say if you start and you feel a bit wobbly and you feel a bit awkward but for the most part if you think you're doing it right you probably are but if you really really want to know to be able to compare you can always do the movement in front of a mirror so you can just See how your body's moving. And if you're playing, like if you're playing the video that you're following along to and you can look at what your teacher's doing and then look at how you're moving, it can be really easy to kind of see what you might be able to adjust a little if you're finding that it feels a bit awkward. Or you can set your phone up to record you doing the movement and then just play it back to yourself next to your teacher. And I know that can be a bit confronting because you may not necessarily want to kind of see yourself doing that stuff because if it feels awkward, watching yourself do it is going to just be even more fucking awkward. And I get that, but it is some great ways that you can kind of just look at how you're moving to give you an idea of what you could maybe adjust or how you could shift your body just a little bit to help you get the movement in a safer way if you're feeling like maybe a bit uncertain that you're doing it safely or you're feeling some discomfort where maybe you think you shouldn't. I do really just want to remind you that Almost all movement feels really weird to begin with. And I know I say it, but I really just feel like it needs repeating because it does. Movement is weird. (laughs) You really want to think about it. The ways that we can move our body is in so many different ways. And it feels weird when we're not used to doing it. That is how you know you're learning something new and doing something new. And you know what? We don't learn if we don't have some level of discomfort, no matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's physical. It doesn't matter if it's mental. It doesn't matter if it's emotional. If it's easy, are we really learning from it? And we only learn when we're challenged by things. So we really need to keep that in mind. And remember... The fact that you're moving your body at all is fluffing glorious and that's all that matters. You don't need to compare yourself to anyone else to be successful at your movements because only you can move the way you can move. So let's quickly go back over what we've learned today because as always, there was a lot. (laughs) So we looked at why stretching is super great for our bodies. 
Yes, because we get to move and breathe and relax. And we've looked at ways that you can practice movement, and I have not even come close to listing all the possible ways about how you can move or who can teach you. So please jump onto the glory that is the internet, go down the rabbit hole that is YouTube, and check out the people that are there. Find the people that resonate with you and start to just watch them. And we've checked out how you can start right now. And I will link to our YouTube channel. I would link to the channels of the yoga instructors that I shared, as well as the Pilates instructors and Ido Portel, because they are a cool place to start. And there's always little threads that come off them where you can explore further. Now, you will find all of these details in the show notes, as always. If you do want to get in contact with us to find out more, if you want to ask a question of me, because I love answering questions, please ask me your questions. (laughs) And I will be more than happy to answer your questions. You can ask us at our website, www.fearlessmovement.co. You can check us out on Facebook, Fearless Movement Collective, on Instagram, fearless underscore movement underscore co. You can check out non-gendered fitness at non underscore gendered underscore fitness. <laughs> or you can find me, Bowie, as the dot no dot t dot nb on Instagram. Any of those places will work if you have questions to ask. Also, if you wanted to give us a review, you can jump onto Apple Podcasts and leave your comments, what you think of the show. I would love to hear your comments about what we're doing right, what you think we could do better. Give me your feedback, friends, because I'm here to share my knowledge with you and I want to know what you want to hear so I can give you the good stuff that I know about. (laughs) So until next week, remember, you have a body that is uniquely yours, that moves like no other. You're the only person in the world that can move you the way that you do. So be kind to your unique self. Now have a ride as day pass.